started off with what would easily be referred to as an extremely selfish person who can't see out of their dollar amounts, who doesn't give a hoot about mommy, daddy, rude, disgusting. Anybody else here in the chat, just raise your hand if, if you can relate to that, if, you, if, you, if that's what you were dealing with. This should give you hope. We change personalities. So if you look at your kid and you say she or he is so selfish, self-centered, manipulative, you're in the right place. This is the way you change. You're going like this. Either you're like having a lot of empathy and sympathy and pride and happiness or some kind of a stroke or heart attack. <laughs> I'm not sure what's happening. Please do not grasp your heart while you're on Zoom. <laughs> okay, she'll speak next. But we're changing personalities here. So you're, you're going to be thinking like, you know, this is ridiculous. I'm giving in to a monster. I'm supposed to, how much am I supposed to give? Well, if, if their name is Yishmael and they broke into your house, I wouldn't give all that much. If this is your child, you're going to give everything. You know what everything means? All your money, all your self-esteem, all your kavod, all your, your respect in the community, everything. And let me ask you a question. There's no other way to save them. Do you think it's a mistake? Isn't it odd that Hashem took wonderful people, tzaddikim like you, all you wanted is uh, to have nachas from your kids and to be proud members of the community, each in your own way. And Hashem gave you a kid that the only way to save proven, that this is the only way, we need to be zaychet to Yeshua, but really, we have a very good track record. Very, very good. And the only way to do it is to go through embarrassment and giving up of, of yourself and giving up of your ego and giving up of your reputation and giving up of everything that you rightfully built since the day that you had any das. Right? Not just the day you got married, the day you went to the yeshiva to marry such a good person, and the day you went to the high school to get into the Bismedrish, to get into the Kyle, to get into the thing. That from the beginning, you had any brains, you started building, and you built a beautiful family and other kids and, and reputation, sterling members of the community, honorees, tzaddikim, malachim. Uh, and maybe you were staunch uh, opposers of any breach of Tznius and the ones who would stand on on, and on behalf of the Yusayimim and Almanis and be against the internet and, and uh, anti-Lashon Hara and you were probably the ones who stopped talking and davening first you were no talking and davening and you're champions and all of a sudden you get this kid what does Hashem want? Bittel Hayesh. Bittel Hayeshus. Ich bin agarnished. You back to Navardic. Ich bin agarnished. Ich bin agarnished. Ich bin agarnished. You know, they say the guy comes to Navardic and he comes to Musa Seder and he sees the guy in front of him is going, Ich bin agarnished. The guy behind him, Ich bin agarnished. I'm nothing. I'm a nobody. That was the way they broke themselves. They broke their ego. They shattered their ego. So he he's, he doesn't know what to do. So he starts going, Ich bin agarnished. Ich bin agarnished. And he's screaming, I am nothing. I am a nobody. And they look at him and they say, hey, he's here one week. He thinks he's already a nobody. <laughs> took a whole, it took years to become a nobody. And you have to go outside in front of your neighbor's 
and you were trying to hide all of this schmutz on, in your house, please don't go outside, don't let anybody see you. And all of a sudden, shalom, welcome, this is my housekeeper. She, she's, I don't know why she keeps calling me daddy, but she's my <laughs> housekeeper. And then when she leaves the house and everybody's looking, we say, oh, gracias, sweepio de florio, next Monday. And she's like, why, why, why are you telling me that? You say, bye, um, Mila. And everybody's looking. You say, okay. you know. And then all of a sudden we start having stuff in the house. And then we start sweeping it under the rug. And then people come in and they say, I, how do you walk in your room? Your rug is eight feet high. You have a ladder going up to the rug, you know, to, that has all the, anything that's not perfect is under that rug. Any shalom bias, we love each other, we're the best, it's all under the rug, and this problem, and this issue, and this thing, this rug is like so high, it's like so hard to walk into that room. And then people take it out to the backyard, and they start building, you know, mounds to hide all the stuff underneath, and then all of a sudden comes this situation that the only way to save your kid is if you put them before yourself. You walk outside, with your son or your daughter, not sneers, smoking on Shabbos, as Reb Gershon Edelstein said, even if that's the case with the purple hair and the green hair and the skirt that's so short that they sell it in the belt section, and you walk outside and you go around the block three times, tell everybody come out. Everybody come out. You know, you do it when there's a seat, when there's Achnas to say for terror, you know, when they have the truck and all the kids are lining up outside and everybody's singing, that's a good time to do it. Or when everybody's on the way, you know, to a good kiddish, you walk outside with your arm around your kid and you go around three times. Zeh Kaparasi, Zeh Khalifasi, Zeh Tmurasi. And then you never have to look Everybody knows, oh, they have one of those. Yeah, they're going to talk about you. We're going to give them something to talk about. And, and you'll see all the wise people are going to say, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. Gvura that you have to walk around this neighborhood. Yeah, 5% are going to say chutzpah. 95% are going to say gvura that you're, you're proud of your children. Rabbi say, we are only alive in here because Hashem is proud of us. We are not that great. If Hashem was not proud of us and abandoned us and told us, park around the block. I'm not, I don't want to be seen with you. I had a kid who came home from rehab. Parents told me. Their kid came home from rehab with long hair. And these are beautiful people. And it's beautiful to be beautiful people. Their kids go to the best meisters. They do the best shadokim. They're very wealthy. Beautiful. They're perfect. There's nothing wrong. Except God gave them this kid that was supposed to be dropped off next door. Somehow the Amazon delivery guy somehow dropped him off to the wrong house. And they're stuck with this kid. They pick him up from rehab. Long here. And he had a hoodie. So the father said, they, they, he took him out to eat first. 
So we thought it's a nice thing. No, he wanted to wait till everybody's sleeping. He got home like at one o'clock. He told him, do me a favor, put the hoodie over your head, run up quickly. Nobody should see you. Do we want Hashem to say that to us? Hashem is Mesameach Bechelkai, says Reb Chaim Velazhena, asked the Vilna Gayan, how is Hashem Mesameach Bechelkai? He has everything. The Vilna Gayan said, Ki chelak Hashem Amai. Hashem's chelak is Klal Yisrael. And Hashem is Mesameach Bechelkai. He's happy with his lot, even though we do a lot of stuff. Maybe not on the outside. Maybe we don't want it on video. Maybe on the outside, we make sure that we look oh so perfect. But Hashem knows everything. He knows everything. And he has a list. And there's videos of the inside. Even he has the night vision videos. And he knows all the Lashon Hara and all the Rechilas and all the Shmutz. And all the Oshamnu, Baganu, Gazalnu, and Al-Chayitza, And he doesn't tell the Umas Ha'olam. He doesn't tell the Pamal Yishamala. He doesn't tell the angels above. I'm embarrassed. These are not my kids. These are somebody else's kids. He says, Yisrael, you're always going to be my child. He gave us Mon in the Midbar. Mon. Holy Mon. It's like daddy's credit card. Mon-ni from Shemayim. The kids think that n- nobody pays. They don't connect that the credit card gets paid. They think it's like free. You just swipe it and it's it's Mon. It's unbelievable. It's just somehow it's swipe it and swipe it, you know, and, and it never, it's just, meanwhile, you're paying and paying and paying. Hashem gave us mon, and they used the mon for the ego. They fed the mon to the ego. That's like you give your, your kid money, and they take from your money, and they buy trafe. But that's not a good example, because when they buy trafe, they're hurting, they're not sinning against you. They're using your money to go against Hashem. Over here, we took stuff from Hashem and we sinned against Hashem. So it's like they took money from you and they hurt you. Even worse. Says the Medrash, the next day they got man again. Hashem He always gives us man. We always give our children man, money. We're always going to support you. And instead of making them feel al hanar this is not the kid that I prayed for. Something went wrong. Instead, we say that this is the child that Hashem gave me for my tikkun hamidus. I'm not going to be embarrassed of my kid. I'm not going to judge my kid. They went through what they went through. Even though it's very hard to walk into shul with a girl or a boy who's dressed like a hooker, sorry to speak like that, who's dressed like, you know, the worst of the worst. But this is what saves them. And if it's proven and it's halakhically permissible, as your rub, you'll check with your rub, mechuyiv to do it. We see the kids. We just celebrated, Rabbi Say, we just celebrated 150 kids back completely shemitarimitzvahs. And I want every every single one. It takes time. I looked at my phone. I started going through the years because I have everybody in by the years. 2009, all from. 2010, all from. 2011, all from. 2012, all from. Then it starts being like 90%, 80%. It takes time. We don't have one suicide 
Hashem should help us. These kids are very sick. You don't realize how, how, how if they feel my parents don't support me, how they could unravel. We don't have anybody in footsteps. We don't have anybody in organizations trying to destroy us. We don't have anybody hurting us because we're not hurting them. We accept you. You're out of, out of this uh, group right now, but I'm still your mother and your father, and I will always love you. And we bake that into the kid as much as you can until the Rav says no, and I've never gotten a no. But it takes self-sacrifice. That's why I sent out Torah Medivara every week. You have to become next level. You're going to become a timer devoured. It's 15 minutes. Watch it every week. 15 minutes. You can watch it every day. 15 minutes. No, I have to learn that. No, I have to learn. No, you don't have to learn anything. There's no Mishpacha magazine, Ami magazine. I'm sorry, magazine people. We'll get back to you. Right now, we're in crisis. There's no that. There's nothing. Learn this sugya. This is what Avram Avinu learned. This is what Avram Yitzchak Nyakov says in the in Siva Shalom. They learned Midos, how to have an Ayin Toiva. Do you have an Ayin Toiva on your child? Can you be done then, Lekavskos, even when they eat Shreif, even when they're Mechal Yom Kippur? You have to, because if you don't do it, first of all, they'll, not, they'll never come back. You're their ticket back. And I'll tell you, it's such a such a better life. Such a better life to be a lover than to be a hater. To be on your kid's side than, than to think of manipulator. Anger eats away at you. Stop hating on your kid. Assume that they went through stuff that if you went through what they went through, you would be worse. That's, that's what I do. I don't have any of these good midos. I just never thought that I could be better than them. Why do you think you could be better than them? And if you don't think you could be better than them, why are you embarrassed? Maybe they're doing great. It's embarrassing. Yeah, because you expected on the, under the chuppah, you said, Hashem, I want to have 12 kids. I want six to be photocopies of me because I'm perfect and six photocopies of the wife because she's perfect. We're going to have six Yaakov Avinus and six Sarah Imenus and everybody's going to be perfect and nobody's going to have any of our bad character traits that nobody knows about, only the good stuff. And we're going to have so much nakas. And guess what? I want that also. And then Hashem messed everything up. Just He just does that. He messed everything up. And he gave you a dysfunctional kid who got thrown off the Chinuch track that you paid so much money for. Hard-earned money. And now they're like, when you hurt them, they curse you. But when you're soft to them and you become a tired of a person and you treat them like a Chaim Chernovitz treated his son and you treat them like all the tzaddikim say to do, you get them back. And then you'll realize my problem is not my kid because I have medicine. My problem is me because I'm stubborn and I'm egotistical, and I don't like my reputation being tarnished, and I don't want everybody to think that I'm a bad parent, and I don't want everybody to think that I am vulnerable, and I don't want everybody to think all these things I also don't want. Heck no. But God gave them to you. 
And you got to figure out what in the world is stopping me from making this neshama feel 100% pride. Don't blame Hashem. I'm taking that away from you. Don't use God because I will take you down. There's not one Gadol that says Hashem wants you to make them feel bad. Everything, everything and all of the stuff is telling you, you have to bake love into them. The Chazayin Ish. You're going to be smarter than the Chazayin. He says, Yinasu l'mashcham sahava. Pull them with ropes of love. The Leilid Chaysam Chalila. God forbid, don't reject them. You're going to make them feel rejected and be successful? In the name of Taira, Chazanish knew better. So everything that you cannot do, that you would do to treat royalty, ask yourself, why? Right? We always had this question, like you guys had, very honest question. Your daughter can come for Shabbos, she parks around the block. On Sunday, she parks in front. On Monday, she parks in front. If she's the president coming to visit you, parks in front. Why isn't she parking in front on Shabbos? Very simple. Because you're human. And you're here to become an angel. To realize that I'm not going to let my Shabbos, my reputation, get in the way of treating her like royalty because there's no way to get her back. And if you get one Shabbos out of this, it's worth all your sacrifice. Plus, when there's when there's grandchildren involved. Look what Yitzchak did. Yitzchak kept Esav home. Esav brought into the house shiksas. And they smoked. There was smoke in the house, not from hookah, not from weed, from Avodah Why did Yitzchak put up a big sign? No smoking in my house. In fact, one of the reasons that Yitzchak was blind, it says, from the smoke of the Avaydazara. Doesn't happen in one second. Over time, probably, smoke goes in. Why didn't he say, I'm coming blind? He was willing to lose his vision that Esav shouldn't feel rejected. He could have said, Esav, I'll build you a gazebo. Go outside when you do your Avaydazara. The smoke is bothering my eyes. I need to sit and learn Tyra. We're talking about, talking about Yitzchak. And everybody said to him, Yitzchak. What are you, crazy? Who are you going to fish off? Twisted parenting? Throw him out of the house. Throw him out. Of, he's a murderer. Throw him out of the house. He's not from. In those days when you weren't from, you didn't go in a miniskirt. In those days, they, they knew how to, how to be not from. They were rapists and murderers. Cold-blooded murderers. Not only kept Esau at home, Esau had a, had a kid. Little shagets. Some of you have, have these little grandchildren. They look like little rednecks. No yarmulkes with the wild hair. And he raised him on his lap. Why did Eliphaz, who, who raped his father's wives at the end, who was a murderer and a, and a ganef and he stole all of Yaakov's money, why was he interested in being on Yitzchak's lap? Yitzchak, the old, old Jewish rabbi, probably had to work very hard give him a lot of candy and a lot of money that he should have Eliphaz come. So Yitzchak is fearing Tish over there. He's the holy of the holiest. Imagine the biggest Rebbe. Pick your Rebbe, 20,000 Hasidim. Yitzchak was very holy. And he says, oh, Esau, you here with Eliphaz? On my lap. Everybody says, Who's, whose kid is that? You're doing Kirov? It's my grandson. Because he had no ego. 
because Yitzchak was ready to kill himself. He murdered himself on the altar. When, once you're willing to do that, he had no ego. So it was easy. No problem. Yitzchak was Gvura. He was strong. People think Gvura means, get out of my house! You're not coming to my house dressed like that! That's not Gvura. That's weak. You're a weakling. Gvura is self-control, not controlling other people. Story of the Usyatana Rebbe. Usyatana Rebbe was known as the Wunder Rabbina, the Wonder Rabbi. He was once in Austria, and there was a crowd around him, and there was a newspaper guy, a journalist, and he said, who is this Rabbina? So he said he's known as the Wunder Rabbina. The Wunder Rabbina? He went over to him, and he says, excuse me, can I speak to you? The Wunder Rabbina, the Syatna Rebbe, Balmaifis. He said, sure. So he said, I hear that you're known as the Wunder Rabbina. Please tell me, what is a wonder rabbi? What does it mean? Now, we know it's called a wonder rabbi because he did miracles. He was a Balmaifis. Listen to what the Shatna Rabbi said from Rizhin, from the Rizhin, Malchus of Rizhin. Can you guys move a little closer together? Because in the Zoom, I'm seeing mostly books, and I see a shoulder and a half a face. Get close. There you go. Thank you. I, I need to see your expressions. You ever hear this story? You heard the story ever of the of the Siat and the Rebbe? No. no. So he says like this. He says, I'll tell you what a Wunder Rabbina is. He says, sometimes you have a rabbi of a shul. He controls the shul. Then you have a rabbi of, a, of an area, of a city. He controls the city. Then you have a rabbi of a state. He controls the state. Then you have a rabbi of the Medina, the Rosh Medina, right? The ra- ra- he controls the whole country. He says, then you have a Wunder Rabbina. He controls himself. He controls himself. Self-control is the greatest wonder. And you regular people, I mean, I'm not knocking you, but you look like regular people. But by the time you're done, you're going to be angels. You're going to look back at yourself and say, I hate that version. I was judgmental. I didn't understand. I didn't care. I didn't care. If, if I knew that, like that father who was, this Nebuch, this father had a girl who was 16. And he knew that she was Nebuch, Nebuch raped. Rahman al-Itzlan. At 12 years old, he knew it. It's not like he didn't know. And she was spiraling. And at 16 years old, she was on fire. She didn't have an understanding father. She didn't have. And the father tells her, no, it's four years already. Get over it. When are you going to get over it? You're going to be understanding. And that father, I don't blame him. For, for not being understanding. I mean, he should have educated himself. It's very easy with Google. But if you have a big ego, you would say that. If you, if you, if you are living a you would never say that. You would say, obviously, if I went through what she went through, I would be worse. You have to uplift yourself. And you're going to look back and say, I was so judgmental. I was so limited. I was so focused on everything has to be because that's what I saw in the picture book, Shabbos table. This is, by the way, no Shabbos table ever in the history of the world ever looked like that picture in the Shabbos book. 
you know, if they were honest, they would have a picture of our Shabbos, a normal Shabbos table, one kid standing, one kid spilling, two kids fighting, stuff all over the place. That should be the picture. Because everybody says, oh, I'm such a loser. My Shabbos table doesn't look like that. I come out of shul. I'm such a loser. These are my kids. No, you're a winner because you're standing up to the Nisayan. You're being aimed on the Nisayan. You're going to take this Nisayan, a big Nisayan. It's the biggest Nisayan of the Dar. A lot of people wish that they had the Nisayan of Akedas Yitzchak. They would much rather kill this kid. You have the Nisayan of Amidas Yitzchak. I'm going to stand this kid up. I'm going to build them from the inside out. I'm not going to let their bad behavior, I'm not going to take it personally. I'm going to see their good. I'm going to believe in them. And then look what happens year after year after year after year. Tati's my best friend, so they don't hook up with bad people. Mommy's my best friend, so they feel this love that a mother gives. And through having a Tati and a Mommy, you save your kids, and then you get the Nachas. You're doing it for yourself. You want to have nachas from this kid and all of their grandchildren. I'll end with this. Rav Gamliel Hakoyin Rabbanovich Shlita. He gave me a lot of compliments when I was there. And he gave me a lot of chizuk. And he gave me coins. He sent me coins to have here. He's very much behind what we do. And he told me, first of all, he said, Avi, I'm your chassid. So I was very, I mean, I don't know what that means. But um, I, have to, I, guess, I, I, I guess I don't know. I don't know what that means. He's my chassid. Reb Shmuel Kamenetsky left me a message. He said, I, I'm your, he told me, I'm your chassid. Rabavi, I'm your chassid. So I said, no, to make from a chassid into a chassid is not such a big deal. But to make from a litvak into a chassid, that's a big deal. So I have chassidim that are litvaks. You know, not just chassidim. That's not easy. And big litvaks. I mean, gedolim. Anyway, so Gamliel told me, you have to look at every child when you deal with them. They're a toizen to a thousand. Because his father came here after the Holocaust. He was all alone. He died with a thousand descendants. He told me, Avi, every neshama is a toizen to. If you look down at one, you're shaking the future of a thousand. Because it's all about self-esteem. And if you pump up and compliment, and you see past the exterior, Past the bad, you know, Natsnios, the tattoos, the disgusting hair, the sh- that's, all, that's all exterior. And you do your job to be their best friend, then you're really, really rebuilding the essence and connecting them to you, like we learned from the Shemishmuel, connecting them to a Shalshelis Hakoidish that goes all the way up to Avram Yitzhak You will have the Nachas. And you'll look back, you'll say it was all worth it. All worth it. So don't hold back. Think about, we're starting for those who are starting and those in the middle, we're in the process. What is my hardest part of this process? And do it. Rip that Band-Aid off. It hurts, stings for a second. What is my hardest? Being seen with him, being seen with her, giving extra money. What hurts me the most? Face it and rip it to shreds. So over and over again until it's no longer your Nisayim. And watch that smile come from the inside of your child. Give them a parent. Give them a mommy and a daddy. Because if you don't give them validation, they will find it. 
And then you'll come crying. Oi, Avi, you don't understand what just happened. Oi, she found a Schwarzer boyfriend. He found a, a Spanish Puerto Rican girlfriend. And, and he's a guy. And, and that's what we're avoiding. And our group is avoiding that. Perfect? No. Very close. We're probably at over 99% success rate. Because we're working really hard. And we're davening. So look at, face face it. Don't run away from it. Also, I want to say one more thing for the new people. Wife, never tell husband what to do. Husband, never tell wife what to do. It hampers it. Each parent, you have to make 100% NKN. If, if you think you're fooling your wife, you're not. If you think you're fooling your husband, you're not. If you think you're fooling your child, you're not. And if you think you're fooling me, I know exactly where you're at. You're not fooling anybody. Just You're just fooling yourself. And if you don't have 100% NKN, your kid will have a limp, a limp. If they have a mommy at 60 and a daddy at 90, they'll walk like this, like legs that one is shorter than the other. They, you, nobody, nobody's going to do what mommy and tati can do. And it's hard and it's difficult. And Hashem should give you kayach to be oymid bin Nisayin. And to see the, the result, the curve, I, I would love, I have to be realistic, it's a long journey. But I, know, I say, Hashem, I know, I know you can do it. I know you're going to do it for us. But please, 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 I wish it was faster. So Hashem should give you kayak, do the self-care, work on yourself, break your midas, embrace this kid, do the hardest things first. Don't think, how am I going to get away with this with the cheapest how am I going to get away with this with the least amount of Agmas Nefesh? How am I going to get away with this with the least amount of Busha? You're going to have the least amount of success. Look at the problem and conquer it. Hashem should be with you, and I am here with you. Imoy Anoichi Whatever you need.